Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Depending on where you are in the world and what time it is when you're tuning in, this is Perrin Desports, and I'm your host for the Group Practice Accelerator podcast from Polaris Healthcare Partners. If you're an entrepreneurial dentist or physician and you're interested in building a successful group practice, you found your primary resource for some of the industry's best business education. My partner, Dewalker Sinha, and I have decades of experience helping people just like you launch, scale, and ultimately exit successful group practices. In short, we create clarity, confidence, and results. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of the Group Practice Accelerator podcast. This is one you're really gonna enjoy because it is about exit. I'm bringing two friends of the show to talk about their journey working with us in a successful transition to an up and coming DSO name that probably a lot of you are familiar with and for good reason. This is going to be a fun journey together. I think you're going to get a lot out of it through another wonderful cup of that Mila coffee. Get your pad and pen ready because the Group Practice Accelerator podcast is on the air. And welcome everybody once again to the Group Practice Accelerator podcast. I am your host, Perrin Desports. And as I said in the introduction, I'm joined by two good friends of ours, Dr. Sharvel Shaw and Dr. Paresh Ramankar, owner, former owners of Ardent Smile Group in Michigan. And these guys have been friends of the family for quite a while. They built a wonderful business and they've had an unbelievably successful transition. We're going to dig into a lot of that with the guys on today's show. Paresh, Sharvel, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks for having us, Perrin. Always good talking with you. Yeah, you bet. Like I say, we go back a, a, a good ways together. We've known y'all for a while. And and I like to say that in the world that uh, that we operate in, um, we want good guys to finish wor- uh, first. Uh, and that often does mean uh, finding successful exits and transitions for them. And I, I know that our audience is going to get in, get a lot out of what we dug into at the opening parts of uh, our conversation today in the show prep section. But from taking it from the top, let's maybe uh, dive into a little bit about how our relationship with you guys uh, originated. Paresh, do you want to take us on like what the start of the journey was and and maybe how long ago it was? Yeah, I, I think uh, we first met uh, Devakar and you um, back in all the way back in 2019. And it seems like a long time ago, especially because of COVID now. But I think we met at the DEO meeting and we had a nice dinner together, great conversation and lots of good ideas bouncing around. And, and we remembered, we remembered meeting you guys and then... Um, fast forward about two and a half years later, we met again and we, we were the ones, um, contacting Devakar at that time. So this has been three and a half year journey now. Yeah. I I think that's a a great way to start this off because uh, we often tell people that we would rather you pick up the phone to, to chat with us about the prospects around exit several years before you're even ready to do it to make sure that the timing's right, the business is right, and everything lines up versus a, you know, a quick sale just to get out. Um, and that usually doesn't yield the best results. Charvel, from your perspective, you know, rewinding the clock a little bit, in, anything there that you care to add? 
Yeah, no, I, I think um, echoing a lot of what Presh said, it was a great dinner and conversation, you know, we had with you and Diwakar in 2019. We were still pretty early on in our journey at that point. Um, but always I felt like, you know, we stayed in touch. And as we grew our business, um, always relied on you and Divakar for advice. I remember coming to you in Charlotte and, you know, having some conversations at that time. So it was, you know, a nice three and a half year journey, but we stayed in touch and really relied on you guys throughout to make sure we were doing a lot of the right things there. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's, um, that's the right approach to take. This is a process, not an event. I mean, the sale itself going to market and the sale takes like we say five to nine months typically speaking but it ought to be a much lengthier process when you look at it in terms of the entirety of um the, the journey so you guys you know when we re when we first uh really sat down and started talking back in late 2019 i mean that you know rewind the clock that's three and a half years ago now y'all built the business you improved it a lot over that period of time you know, put a lot of sweat into the business and, and grew it tremendously. And, and obviously that resulted in a very nice valuation. Um, but Paresh, maybe, or I'm sorry, Sharvel, maybe take me through um, the your mindset together on how you knew it was the right time to, to start the, the sale process. Why, why was now, so to speak, um, the, the right time to do that? Yeah, th that's a great question. Um... And I'm not sure that you ever truly know the right time, but for, you know, Presh and I, we'd spent the last four years, you know, putting a lot of man hours in. We're still active clinical dentists. And on top of that, you know, we were handling a lot of other duties and, you know, in about four years, we were able to, you know, gather a group of four practices together. And, um, you know, we felt like we wanted to grow more, but our bandwidth was getting a little bit tight. And so when we had that conversation, you know, it just felt like bringing a partner on to help us grow was it was the right time for us just because, you know, we felt like we'd done a lot together, but now having a third party would really help accelerate the growth even further. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. We talk about or, or we have started talking about over the last 12 to 18 months, um, inflection points a lot more and you know the, the i like to say it's where the the curve starts to flatten out and then the curve has a potential to, to go back upward in the right trajectory but through all of that you really have to navigate a lot of reinvestments in the business there's typically more risk involved there's a lot more chaos you know so you got to be if you're going to commit to to pushing the business through without a partner as you go through one of those inflection points you got to be willing to stay in it for a lot longer and and understand with eyes wide open what it's going to take to get it through that next phase of growth or is it better off to um to find the right partner that brings some tools in the toolbox in addition to the capital involved to to unlock all of that and Paresh, i wonder if i might sort of ping pong it back to you here and say you know as you think about what your thoughts were around that do we continue to build and go it alone or, or do we look for a partner that might help us unlock that growth? What was the, the mindset of, of y'all as, as you contemplated that? Because y'all were building on successes. You could have kept going, but this was, we'll talk about the outcome in a second. This was really the right decision, I think. So, yeah. So um, 
At the time, we were not 100% sure. Like Cheryl said, you just never know if some time, any time is perfect for doing a transition like this. But we, we knew that the upcoming months and years were going to be challenging because we were both chairside practicing dentists and we had a few practices to manage. We were seeing more opportunities uh, come across uh, our way but we were we were hesitant to pull the trigger sometimes just because of the bandwidth, right? So for that reason, we decided that it was a good idea, a good time to look into getting someone someone else involved who can carry some of the load. And then that would be another uh, like inflection point, like you said, for more growth coming down the road. And ultimately, Guardian Dental Partners ended up being that right partner at the right place at the right time for you. And we'll, we're going to dig into that relationship and how it's evolved and some of the, the outcome from that, because I think it really is a, a, a wonderful story that is absolutely worth telling. Um, but before, uh, that's just a tease for the audience from the host here. But before we get to that aspect of it, um, let's talk a little bit more about uh, the kind of prep, the, the going to market piece um, of the sales process. And, uh, you know, we we do this frequently for, for clients. Y'all probably only do this once in your career, you know, so it's different from your end versus uh, from what we typically see. Charvel, uh, you want to maybe take some our audience a little bit through that um, preparation phase before you went to market, uh, getting getting your minds right, preparing for the journey. It's it's an emotional roller coaster, as we like to say. But in, any thoughts from you on that? Yeah, no, for sure. I, you know, I would say yeah, there's two parts to it, right? One is the data collection part of it, right, which is substantial. But, <laughs> you know, making sure that, you know, I think we got lucky we had um, our books were pretty clean. We kept good records. And in having your team kind of you know, we were able to have them connect with our manager and kind of work on the data collection that way. So it made things a little bit easier for Paresh and I. And that was number one, right? Making sure that all the data was handed over to y'all in a timely manner. The second was the prep of, okay, how are we handling the process of going to market? What questions are we asking the groups? What are we looking for, right? And I think that's where we really relied on Polaris quite a bit, relied on Divakar and you and um, Christian and just a lot of conversations, right, about, hey, look, these are the questions we have. What what do you guys think? And um, so just kind of going back and forth was really helpful for us. Yeah, it, it's, um, it's a stressful sort of phase of life to go through because there's a lot riding on it, you know, and, and, the, and, and not to mention the fact that this is the the business that you two created. And you, like I said earlier, you've created a lot of success and there's a lot of pride in that. And there's, I'm sure a lot of anxiety along the way. Hey, is this really the right thing to do? Is this the right time? I mean, this seems like a, a major undertaking. How certain are we of the outcome? And that's, that's completely understandable. Uh, Paresh, maybe um, if I could get your thoughts on that uh, initial sort of uh, getting ready for the the preparation for the marketing phase and and how we're able to help you um, navigate that that period yourself. Yeah, so um, you know what from what I remember, I think there was a lot of data collection, a lot, a lot, a lot of data. And you know, I think I have to shout, I'll give a shout out to Christian Stamp. 
He did an amazing job. He was very patient and kept asking for more and more and more information from us, not just financial, but every other kind of detail. Who are the doctors? How many other employees are working in the practices and and so on? I mean, every kind of detail was collected from us. So, so you know, and in, in a way that was comforting because um, I felt like Polaris is really getting to know us really well. And then, uh, you know, we kind of had an outline, right? Actually, early on, Divakar had given us a timeline with an outline of what are the steps that, that are going to happen. And we were staying, we were keeping pace with the timeline that he had given us. So that was very comforting as well. Now, I think that uh, once, uh, as we were getting close to the marketing marketing. Um, phase of the process, I think uh, that's when things were started to become a little bit unclear because we didn't know what was going to happen at that point. Uh, we didn't know, we, we, didn't, we didn't even know what kind of questions to ask. I mean, what's going to happen? And Divakar was great at that time, uh, just wa- walking us through the steps and what's going to happen and what to expect and you know, it was just a very detailed hand-holding hand uh, at that time. And that really helped us feel a little bit more comfortable, even though it was just like a little bit um, uh, a dark road ahead. We didn't know what to expect, but we knew that Polaris was right along our side. Thank, thank you for saying that. We um, you're right. We do collect a lot of data. <laughs> um, we tend to uh, treat Christian and the other data and analytics teams like mushrooms. We keep them in dark rooms with an Excel uh, computer <laughs> open always and, you know, just feed them reams of data to keep them happy. And, and uh, no, they yeah. they do a great job. And, and we try to, to prepare ourselves as your representative and prepare you uh, for the journey ahead. That timeline that you mentioned, um, we build unique to each. Each client and their business. And the reason for that is, like I say, we go through this relatively frequently, but y'all go through it only once. And it would be akin to, to you convincing a, a patient um, uh, to undergo some significant level of uh, protracted long treatment with no treatment plan in front of them. I mean, they can't see what the finish line is. They don't know how long it's going to take and, you know, what the steps are involved. And and that sort of timeline that you referenced is is our treatment plan for the way this should all um, unfold. And it also allows us to hold um, the, the potential buyers accountable along the way, too. So we think it helps to manage expectations on both sides, the client side and the buy side. Um, so let's Let's talk about maybe the next step in that timeline, uh, which is the the letter of intent or LOI phase. We go through a marketed sales process and we attract some qualified buyers. Um, you know, we vet them on your behalf so we won't be wasting your time with a hundred different, you know, um, uh, management calls and everything like that. But again, this is this is something that you know is your first time through it. So, um, Charvel, why don't I bounce this one to you and say, you know, what was, from your perspective, how was that type of uh, letter of intent phase? How did the process go? The the meetings with prospective buyers, that that's where it gets kind of real and it gets kind of personal at that point. Um, what what you see, what you learn, uh, keep it high level so we don't violate yeah. any confidentiality here. But For sure. Give us an inside For look sure. on that. 
Yeah, you know, and um, I want to just quickly go just a step backwards to the marketing process yep. and the data collection and a lot of those conversations. I think, you know, you kind of hit it, um, the nail on the head a little bit in terms of there is some anxiety there, right? Because what you're doing is you're creating a document that represents our business, right? That we put a lot of pride into. So we felt pretty comfortable because of the data collection process that what went out into the market was an accurate representation of what we had built. And so, you know, that made the LOI, the meet and greet process a little bit easier because the prospective um, buyers or partners, you know, already came in with, I think, a decent understanding of what we were all about. And um, so when they came in, I felt like they sort of knew the business and then we were able to show them a little bit more of ourselves rather than just talking, um, you know, granular. We're able to have more high level conversations, more conversations on philosophy, on um, potential partnerships. And we really enjoyed our meetings. We really did. I think we we didn't know what to expect, but Polaris did a great job of putting a couple of really good potential partners in front of us. And it was not, you know, an easy decision because of just the quality of people that we met. That's fantastic. I mean, that that's that's what we want to hear. It's not about, you know, broadcasting your business for for potential sale and attracting a hundred prospective buyers and wasting everybody's time. It's really, you know, we get we get paid to know the the players in the market. We get paid to vet them. There's a right fit uh, for for you know different different businesses for different buyers, and and it's our it's part of our responsibility to to kind of match up some of that and make efficient use of time when when it could otherwise go off the tracks. Honestly, um, so good good to hear that that was a good process for uh, for you. Now, Paresh, um, let's talk about what one of the facets after LOI, one of the phases uh, is due diligence. And, you know, there's the clinical diligence that I like to refer to as the largest chart audit in history. Um, and there's uh, the operational diligence, which is the um, live, uh, lifespan and integrity of the, the chairs, lights, units, all that kind of fun stuff that break down and have to be replaced. And then there's, you know, the um, uh, the quality of earnings piece on the financial side of things. And, you know, it, it, again, we probably want to keep this one kind of high level, but is there is there anything you might recall from the the diligence phase of the legal or the the financial diligence involved with quality of earnings and and how all of that went for you? Yeah, so this, uh, I remember this was probably, it, it was, it felt like it was the longest part of the process. <laughs> Right. And, and even, even though like the first phase when Polaris was collecting all the data and we felt like we had already gave you all everything we everything we had, more information than we knew we had. We gave all of those things to you. And now they're coming back and asking for more pieces of information. And we have to help get help from our managers because we we didn't even at times we didn't have the bandwidth to collect all the data and give it to you. So we really had to depend a lot on our managers, get a lot of these information in front of you because we knew this was important for the quality of earnings. Like the more information we can give you, the more accurate things that are gonna come out uh, at the end. So we dug our heels in and we kept going and you know we went we made it through the whole process and I think even though a third party was doing the QFE 
I think uh, Christian was right there along with us and helping us getting all the data over. Uh, well, I, I like to tell people that, um, you know, it would probably be easier to to get a job with the FBI than it would to sell a group dental practice based on some of the diligence uh, uh, required, but it's, it's probably not too far from the truth either. So it is an exhaustive process, but obviously there are reasons for that. And for y'all, it turned out extremely well. Charvel, uh, any any thoughts from you around Q of E or, or the legal diligence phase? Yeah, yeah, just a couple of things I wanted to add. Um, one was, Prash is absolutely right. I think that was kind of the longest part of the whole process. Um, but what what you hear a lot about, what we heard a lot about was, hey, look, the QV is where a lot of deals can go sour, right? If if what you calculate your EBITDA as and what comes out in the QV is way off, that's when things can get a little hairy, right? And luckily for us, it didn't happen. And I, I hate to go back and harp on the data collection because we really talked about it a lot. But I think what that helped us do was really present an, an accurate EBITDA out there. So when the QV came back, um, you know, it was right there. It might even been a little bit higher, right? So it was something that, we didn't have to go back to the drawing board after QV, which was really nice. We were able to kind of get the deal going through. The second part is, um, I, I think it's really a good thing because part of our compensation is in the form of equity, right? We're rolling some equity over. So knowing that, you know, the the company that we're partnering with is looking through practices with a fine tooth comb makes me feel a little bit better, right? Even though it's a frustrating process for us. I think that allows for them to partner with quality offices, so which was, you know, reassuring. That's a really excellent point. I had never really considered it from that perspective, but you are a hundred percent correct. I mean, if you if if Guardian were going to be the partner of choice for y'all, you would have confidence that they would treat subsequent acquisitions every bit as thoroughly as they did yours, and that that is a a super good thing. Right. Yep. Um, uh, so. Let's talk. Uh, we've mentioned Guardian, and obviously Guardian Dental Partners is as um, the the parent company y'all are with now. We'll talk a little bit more about them uh, in a second because they are a, a quality outfit for sure. Um, but through the closing process with them, um, you know, we are um, not to just beat a dead horse here, but I, I do think as a sell side representative firm, we are extremely thorough and and we take pride in the fact that the uh you know the the LOI numbers to close numbers are uh, incredibly close due to the fact that we spend so much time on uh quality of earnings and and financial diligence up front i think that helps uh manage the expectations of the client and it doesn't yield a lot of disillusionment at the at the point of of close that being said the dollars start to become kind of real you know, when you when you get close to that finish line, uh, Charvel, why don't I let you take the the lead on on this question of having DeWalker and Christian and the Polaris team in your corner as you're going through the closing process and and the exclusivity period with Guardian? What was what was that like? I mean, from a, a mindset and emotional standpoint, confidence and otherwise. Yeah, great question. I think you know, there's a couple things. There's one, you know, for us, like you said earlier, this is our first and maybe only time going through this process, right? And, um, you know, I don't think either of us come from a PE background or have anyone with intimate knowledge. So there was a lot that we felt we didn't know. And then there's also things that we didn't know that we didn't know, right? So I think having 
Divakar and, and Christian to kind of act as our intermediary or, um, you know, our representative, they were able to ask a lot of questions or talk about a lot of things or sh- add structures in the LOI that were beneficial for us that we didn't even know we should be asking for. Right. So we felt pretty comfortable about, you know, our representation. And obviously the guardian team was really good to work with throughout this process. You know, shout out to Max. Um, he was, he was great, but I think just knowing that, you know, we had people in our corner that were represent us well and, and add things that we didn't even know to ask for was, was really nice. Excellent. Excellent. So Paresh, I'll, uh, I'll sort of ask you the same question and maybe add uh, a little bit of flavor to it because, you know, occasionally we, we do hear about people who want to represent themselves in the process. I mean, let's full disclosure here. Polaris gets paid a fee for our, our expertise and guiding clients through this. We, uh, contrary to some belief, we don't do this for free. That being said, we also feel that there's a lot of value that we bring in the guidance that we share. And, you know, Presh, from your perspective, maybe taken uh, or playing off of what Charvel shared um, through the through the the closing process, but also um, the the value of the services, if you don't mind me just coming out and asking from your lens. So, so I think what uh, one key word that Sherwell said earlier, I think was really vital to the whole process, which is the structure of the deal. And I think that is where Polaris helped us the most, right? I mean, we know that we want to get paid at a good valuation. We want to work with a good company and we, we want to have good relationship with them. And all of that is true. But I think that the structure of the deal is important because not being from a PE background, like Sherwell said, we, we, didn't, we didn't really know what kind of different kinds of structures can be out there. And uh, I think that's where Debacher and Polaris helped us with understanding of how the different structures work and what would be what might be the best structure for us. So I think that, you know, in the end, we were very happy with the structure that we came away with. And now we are working inside of that structure post transition and we are happy how things are working out. And that's excellent. Sorry. Yeah. yeah so that's well, I was... a great structure that Polaris uh, helped us achieve uh, in the transition. Yeah, you know, I, and I think that's a perfect segue into sort of um, life after the liquidity event, professionally speaking for y'all, of course. Um, Guardian Dental Partners being the, the parent company, like I mentioned before. Uh, Paresh, what's the experience been with them? Um, you know, uh, what can you what can you tell the audience about um, not just Guardian, but uh, the way that you and and Charvel are, are continuing uh, to grow as as business owners under their guidance. So there are many there are many aspects of uh, working with Guardian. You know how things are different and how things are the same, right? So one of the 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 things that I enjoy the most is that. Um, there is really no change in how the clinical practices are run on a day-to-day basis, and not for the doctors, not for the hygienist, or for any of the staff. So, you know, it's kind of, um, for them, it's the same same practice. The employees are going to the same practice and working the same way like they have always been. And and the same thing um, the uh, is the experience from the patient's point of view. 
So, so you know, really, that is what one of the main things that we were looking for is that we did not want to change the quality quality of how we the quality of treatment given to our patients. So we have seen that to be hundred percent true. That's, and uh, so, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and so and then you know there are many other aspects, but we've we've since then met many of the uh, partners that are part of the guardian dentistry and we have enjoyed interacting with them and uh, and we have seen many more opportunities come our way fantastic Sharvel, from your perspective what uh what's it, it been like now um uh, several months after uh, after the close yeah you know i echoing a lot of what press said it's been a positive process for us you know one thing we talked about earlier before we got in the recordings we were able to retain 100% of our staff across four offices. So that was, you know, I think a true testament to Guardian and how they handled the transition. It went, you know, relatively smoothly and their team has been receptive. And the other thing that it's been really great is the the regional partners and really nationally have really welcomed us in with open arms. I mean, really it it's felt like a true partnership. We're not in and not being told what to do. We're being asked how we do things and then them trying to incorporate that into the whole structure of the organization. So it's been fun. It's been fun to be kind of a part of something bigger and feel like you're contributing in a more significant way. That's uh, that's very well said. You know, we opened up with a concept of inflection points and growth and, you know, continue to build and invest and, and go it alone or, or find a partner. And and that's one of the things that we didn't touch on that I think is is so uh, critically important is that, you know, being business owners and certainly being healthcare professional business owners, you sometimes feel like you're on an island, even though y'all are partners like DeWalker and I are partners. Um, it, it's still it's still challenging when all of that responsibility rests on your shoulders. And then when you find yourself in a bigger playing field with with other professionals that are collaborative in nature and that really kind of stoke your your fires, um, that's a that's a different phase of life and a different phase of growth. And it can be immensely rewarding. And I'm I'm thrilled that y'all have found that in Guardian and and you know they're equally, even though they're not on this podcast, I, I would bet all the tea that I could that, you know, they are equally thrilled to have the two of y'all in their uh, professional group of dentists to help grow that mindset too. Um, so let's uh, let's maybe wrap up this episode, guys. And uh, Fresh, I'll, I'll ask you to start. You know, there are a lot of people uh, contemplating going to market. Um, some of them may have some urgency. Some of them may be thinking a couple of years out, like y'all did. Like, you know, I, I want to get mentally prepared. I want to do some fact finding. It's I know now is not the right time, but maybe in 24 to 36 months it will be the right time. What can you what can you tell uh, the people in the audience uh, um, about the experience working with the Walker Christian and the team here at Polaris. What's the overall experience from your lens? Well, I I I've had a very very positive experience working with Polaris. I mean, I, if um, if any any of the listeners out there they are considering doing a big transition or doing an exit, I would say if you're not sure. Just just have a dialogue. Just call them up and say, hey, guys, we are thinking about this. Is this the right time for us? Maybe it is not the right time for us, but you will never know until you go and 
talk to them and find out what the market conditions are like, what are whether the interest rates are going up and that's going to affect your valuation or several other factors that, that we were made aware of during our conversations with Polaris. So I think just having a dialogue, a conversation with them will go a long way towards um, making your decision. I, I appreciate you saying that. And, and it goes without saying too, Charval, that, you know, we... We approach um, sell-side engagements, if you will, uh, from the lens of our consulting business. If you if you ask that same question uh, to a sell-side only firm, they're going to give you one answer. It's absolutely the best time to go to market. That's the only way they get paid. On the other right. hand, for us, you know, we tend to look at businesses um, as as going concerns and the ability to generate greater returns. And that consulting perspective is somewhat unique in our world. And I think it ultimately gives um, our sell-sided clients more confidence that that it really is our best opinion that now is the right time when we say that. So maybe concluding thoughts from you along those lines, too, over the journey, over that period of time. Yeah, yeah, great. I think that was a great point you made, Perrin, is, you know, a lot of sell side firms are only familiar with selling dental practices, right? Whereas when I talk to you, when I talk to the Vocker, you're not just familiar with that side of it. You're familiar with the whole process, running the dental practice, raising capital, you know, building things out, growth. So I always felt that I was never being sold on something. I was always getting an honest answer. I was always getting honest advice, even if it that meant it wasn't necessarily going to result in more money for players, right? It it just felt like I was talking to a friend um, that was just giving me, you know, his opinion, and I, you know, that went a long way. I think that really made me trust players, and um, really worked out for the best, right? I mean, I think that I w- I think we were right. We were right in trusting you guys, and um, really couldn't be happier with um, with our experience. That's that's fantastic. What a what a great uh, note to end it on, and and you know, we we've been. We've been friends with you guys for a while. We've known you. We've admired the business that you've built. Uh, and like I, I said in the open, I, I, I really, I like it when when good guys finish first. And and knowing that y'all found such a great partner in Guardian that you're you're thriving in, and that this next phase of growth is uh, that they're able to unlock a lot of that and really let you um, uh, be the best that, that you can be. Uh, we're privileged and honored to have represented you and still be able to call you friends at the same uh, uh, same point. So, Fresh Ramankar, thank you so much for your time. Charvel Shaw, thank you so much for your time and being on with me today, guys. Thank you, Perrin. It was great uh, talking to you. Yeah, same, Perrin. Always great seeing you, and thanks for having us on. You got it. You got it. I can't wait to see you guys again very soon and really appreciate your candor, your willingness to, to sit down with me today and our, our audience is better for it. For those uh, who are listeners and sus- subscribers, we really appreciate you being in the audience. Uh, appreciate you sharing the show with all of your colleagues. That's how we grow our network and, and certainly appreciate all the nice compliments we get on our podcast. We work pretty hard at it. Um, and we're always uh, thrilled to have our, our friends uh, support us in that journey. If you do have a question about anything we've covered today, feel free to drop me an email directly at parent at We'll see you on the next episode.